Hello and welcome to the Homegirl Podcast. This is episode number 11. I am your host, Abby Cornelius, and we are going to keep on this topic of what is holding you back when going for that next big raise or promotion. Last week's episode, I shared a story about some of the strategies I used when going for a promotion, uh, but that was really early in my career. And the higher I climbed, it took more and more skills. If you listen to that episode and you happened to download my free guidebook, which included 10 reasons Uh, why you might be being held back. The number one reason I talk about in that book is that you are not self-promoting. So let's talk about that today. We're going to dig into not just the obstacle and why that's a problem, but also a strategy to help you overcome this. So not self-promoting. Let's talk about it. Why do we not advocate for ourselves in the workplace? So every person is different. I don't want to keep saying men versus women, men versus women, but traditional male roles versus traditional female roles, men tend to be very comfortable saying, look at me, I did a great job, right? They they like the trophies, they like the accolades, they like, you know, the pat on the back, the butt slap, whatever that is. That's kind of like what they've been groomed to be like, I'm big, I'm bold, I'm the best, right? Women, on the other hand, are rewarded from a very young age for being supportive of others, for being uh, good. Uh, I still coach a lot of women who grew up being told to be quiet um, and to be meek. Thankfully, I wasn't raised that way, but that's still part of like a societal norm for women is to play it Uh, to play our accolades small. And sometimes we get nervous. If I say I want this thing, what if I change my mind? Am I committed to this? Or if I say I want this thing and I don't get it, how does that reflect on me in my career? And I want you to take all of that noise and push it aside. Because one, you have a right to change your mind. Absolutely. I've changed my mind multiple times in my career. In fact, just this last year, I decided I no longer wanted to be on a path uh, to be a division president. I really felt a calling to to get full on into training and coaching. And yeah, it's a little humbling to go into a room of people who I asked to support me on this mission and say, hey, you know, I'm taking myself out of it. But you have a right to do what is right for you. You have a right to do what is right for you. It's a little bit of a tongue twister, but that's a good statement. So I stick with it. You have a right to do what is right for you. So stop worrying about that. Stop worrying about coming across as bragging and boastful and any of those things. You have every right to advocate for yourself. I think there's a distinction between being obnoxious and being self-promoting. And so that's what I want you to consider. You don't need to be the person that comes into the sales meeting or into the office and is like, look at me, man, I got my 10 sales. Or you don't have to be that sales manager who goes into the big, you know, division meetings is like, you see my division stats, you know, we're the best one in the region, blah, blah, blah. Like you don't have to be that in these big group settings. Cause I think that's where women tend to get kind of like mucked up. However, you do need to self-promote to your boss. And I think the biggest misunderstanding that women have is that we think that our hard work is going to get noticed. And we think that everybody is fully aware of all the great things that we're doing. And they just aren't. Your bosses are really, really busy. They're busy about themselves. They're worried about self-promoting themselves. They're worried about running companies. They are not watching your every little move. So if you are having wins and successes daily, weekly, monthly, you need to start sharing that beyond the obvious, right? They can see what your month-end sales results are. They can see, you know, 
any sort of stat that's tracked by your organization, but can they see the connections that they're making? Can they see the investment into other people through training that you're making? Can they see those really great customer emails that come back or customer service, you know, feedback that you get from, you know, coworkers about how your great internal customer is that information, all that stuff that makes you well-rounded and well-suited to become a leader. Are they seeing all that? And the answer is no. So how? This is the strategy part. How do we get them to notice all of these beautiful things that we're doing every day in a positive self-promoting and not obnoxious, braggy, boasty, you know, dude, like super intense way, right? We want to do this in, a, in an authentic way that feels good to us. So here's what you do. You make a brag book. So this was told to me really early in my career. I was so grateful for it. A woman mentor told me this. I was reminded of again, like two years ago, I had gotten out of the habit and somebody's like, well, where's your brag book? I'm like, oh shit, I totally forgot to keep up with that. So a brag book can be a physical book or it could be a uh, just the notes app on your phone, a sticky notes on your, on your desktop, whatever that looks like. A place where you just keep a running tab of everything great that's going on in your world, okay? And this is the stuff that's not visible. So, you know, this week I had, you know, X amount of coaching calls that went really well. And here's what came of it. You know, we were able to get three people over the fence that were kind of stalled for three weeks because we problem solved their scenarios. Or I got this great email from the Smiths. You know, we were having delayed closings out there because of water meters, but they were this, this raving review about how we handled it really perfectly. And I'm just going to jot that down. Uh, I'm going to jot down how I went out of my way to meet the head of the land department and introduce myself and kind of ask how can my department better support theirs. And, you know, I've created that connection and that relationship. And um, I helped finance with this stretch project that they that they needed some sales input on. It wasn't within, you know, my typical wheelhouse of responsibilities, but I definitely volunteered my time and resources. Those are things that go into your brag book. Now, the brag book's only good if you actually share it with somebody. So what do you do with this information? I encourage you, when you're new to the brag book, to every, like, maybe Monday or Friday, jot down a few things. Just make sure you're you're staying fresh and top of mind. Because the problem is, when it comes to appraisal time, if your company is like my experience, where they're either quarterly or annually, you're like, uh, what have I done? And it's so hard to come up with things. So your brag book is what you bring to your appraisals and reviews, okay? You bring that as your ammo of, here's what I did, here's what I accomplished, you know, so that you have those quick top of mind, really good stories to share when it's time to self-promote. Now, if you hear that there is a job position coming that you're interested in, don't wait for your appraisal, don't wait for your, you know, annual review, Ask for a meeting with your boss right away and just say, hey, I would like to just run a highlight reel with you, let you know what I've been up to and throw my name in the hat for this position. Do you have 30 minutes this week? And then when you get that platform or when you're in your appraisal, make sure that you ask for a few moments to share just some highlights. And prior to that meeting, I want you to look through your brag book and I want you to say, okay, these three to five things tell the best story about who I am and why I'm a great candidate. And I want you to practice presenting them using um, the STAR method. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the STAR method. It's actually an interview technique. When you get asked an interview question, you're supposed to respond with the situation, the task, the action, and the result. It's really good to share your stories using that same framework. 
because it keeps you concise. So for example, you let's say it's a salesperson who wants to become a sales manager and they know one of the concerns is they need somebody who's a good trainer because there's a lot of growth coming on board. So you may take your story of recently training a new hire. So you might say, hey, as you know, Sarah came on board last month. I know you've been really busy. I took it upon myself to schedule a few hours over the last couple of weeks with her. And I trained her on the CRM and our contract system. And she proved to me that she was capable. And now for the last week, She's entered all the traffic for her community, and she even assisted in writing the last two sales that we got. That is situation, task, action, and result. It's clear. It was like three sentences. It tells a great story about how you were a trainee, you took initiative, and you got results for the division, and it shows that your support to the sales manager. So I know I'm getting a little long, so I want to wrap up. Stop not promoting. Start self-promoting. Start your brag book today get your stories going, and then get a platform to share how amazing you are and what you've been doing. And again, it can be shared just one-on-one. -on -one. You don't have to showboat every time you go into the office. You don't have to showboat when you're in a sales meeting. It can just be a really good, strong self-promotion between you and your manager. And you could even ask, is there anybody else I should be sharing these accomplishments with? I hope you guys found this helpful. Have a wonderful week. Bye for now.